Welcome to the Earn Your Marks podcast, presented by ProExam Tutors, the only podcast you need to pass the CFP exam and become a certified financial planner professional. Here's your host, Sev Maneshian. Welcome to the Earn Your Marks podcast. I'm Sev Maneshian, certified financial planner, practitioner, lead tutor, and the founder of ProExam Tutors. In this episode, I'm going to share with you how the CFP exam is tested, and we'll point to some strategies you can use to boost your chances of passing this very difficult exam. Uh, for starters, the exam itself, it's consisted of 170 multiple choice questions, and they cover a range of topics known as the principal knowledge topics, which can be found on the CFP board website. As far as those 170 questions are concerned, you're going to encounter really just three types of questions. First are the standalone questions. These are pretty straightforward, typically two to three sentences with four answer options. Next, you're going to have scenario-based questions. And, you know, these come with a scenario on uh, one side of the screen and one question at a time on the other side. Usually get like three questions for each scenario. And you want to think of those uh, almost as many case studies. And lastly, you do have the dreaded case study questions. These are similar to the scenario-based questions, but they're way longer, way more in-depth, uh, not as much fun for that matter. And often they span several pages with 8 to 12 questions per case study. You won't know exactly, but it'll be in that 8 to 12 question range. Uh, I did, by the way, do a post. Uh, I did post a video on our YouTube channel on how to tackle the case studies on the exam. The link to that video is in the description below, so make sure you check that out. Now, as far as grading, the exam doesn't have a passing score um, or you know, or a set passing score, I should say, or is not graded in a traditional percentage-based manner where you need a specific percentage of correct answers to pass like 70%. Uh, instead, it uses a systematic approach called the modified Angoff system for setting the passing score. So this means that a panel of experts, they determine the passing score based on the difficulty of the questions. So you just need to demonstrate minimal competency and that's it. Although we all know that's a lot easier said than done, especially on this exam. Okay, so now that we know how the exam is tested, here's how the modified Angoff system works. To begin the grading process, you've got a panel of subject matter experts. They're assembled uh, and they get together. They're typically experienced professionals in the field of financial planning. These can be uh, state planning attorneys, CFP professionals, of course, CPAs, uh, other types of insurance um, experts. Okay. Uh, but regardless, these subject matter experts have an in depth understanding of the content areas covered on the exam. The subject matter experts individually review each question on the exam. And then during the interview, uh, or during this review, I should say, they consider several factors. First is content. They assess whether the question accurately reflects the knowledge and skills required for a certified financial planner professional. Then they evaluate how challenging the question is and what level of knowledge or competence is needed to answer the question correctly. Then the subject matter experts assign a probability, it's usually percentage uh, expressed as a percentage, representing the likelihood that a 
borderline or minimally, you know, minimally competent candidate would answer the question correctly. Now, after individually scoring each question, the panel of experts, they get together for a group discussion again. They share their assigned probabilities and engage in discussions to reach a, a consensus among the group on the appropriate passing score. This score is based on this collective judgment of the experts regarding the difficulty of the questions and is determined by averaging the probabilities assigned by the subject matter experts for all questions. Ultimately, the passing score is set at a specific point on the probability scale. For example, if the average probability is determined to be you know, 60%, the passing score might be set right at 60%, maybe a little bit higher, maybe a little bit lower. I guess it depends on how the subject matter experts are feeling that particular day. Uh, but it's important to note that the modified Angoff system is designed to ensure that the passing score reflects the minimum level of competence required to become a certified financial planner practitioner. In other words, you don't have to become an expert in every little topic that will be tested. First of all, that's been probably impossible to do so. Um, not enough time in the in the day or the weeks or the months or the years uh, approaching the exam for that to be even possible. But the approach makes the exam a credible assessment of your ability to perform the duties of a CFP practitioner effectively. Okay, once you're done with the exam, once you hit that final submit button, you're going to have a you know, few moments of sheer uh, uh, terror, anticipating your score. Hope you'll see the pass, uh, but you will get preliminary results immediately. And then the official results arrive via email around four weeks later. Um, if you don't pass, you'll receive a report highlighting your strengths and weaknesses. And the, that report can help you guide your studying efforts going forward. You just want to be careful with that report because if you didn't do well, let's say in taxes, and then you overload your time studying for taxes, um, you might neglect things like estate planning and insurance or your calculations or whatnot. Okay, so you want to have an even approach, uh, even keel approach to all subjects. You're going to put a little bit more time in the subjects that are going to be tested more. But nonetheless, we want to we want to be um, effectively prepared for the exam by by if you fail by restudying all the topics. Don't ignore one area. Don't sacrifice you know to sacrifice another area. So in a nutshell, that's how the CFP exam is graded. But no matter how it's graded, it's very difficult. It's a very difficult exam. That will, you know, it's going to certainly challenge you, regardless of your background or credentials. Okay, you can be a CPA, a JD. Yes, those are very tough uh, exams to pass. But I've seen plenty of CPAs and plenty of JDs uh, attorneys fail the exam because they underestimate it. Okay, it's a huge amount of knowledge that you're going to have to learn, retain, and kick back out during the exam. All right, so again, don't underestimate it. Studying is a significant commitment, so make sure you're hitting the books. You're doing lots of practice questions, although you don't want to uh, live in the question bank, but you got to do a lot of questions. Uh, and if you haven't done it already, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pro Exam Tutors for videos on other tips and topics. Okay, those are certainly going to help you boost your chances of passing. All right, so if you find this information to be helpful, 
please let me know with a like and a comment. Um, I'd love to hear from you. If you know someone that can benefit from this knowledge, you know, please be kind by sharing this with them as well. Okay, thanks and good luck on the exam. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Earn Your Marks podcast. For more information or to get in touch, visit us at ProExamTutors.com.